Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 329. This time I give sort of a final rambling about Destiny 2's new light. According to Steam, I think I've played somewhere around 95 hours, and I'm hitting light level 955 almost. Depending on the gear I wear, I'll be somewhere between 950 and 955. Because, you know, you get those bounties and they're like, do this with that, so you have to know, change out of your best gear and use slightly worse gear sometimes. But that's it for this time. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. So as part of Shadowkeep, they have added the moon, which was actually sort of the first destination in Destiny 1, and it is super nostalgic to be there. There are paths and places I remember all the way back those many years ago. Each sort of location, you know, in this case it's so far been a planet, they all have what they call regional chests. And when I was looking around for the regional chests on the moon, I remember this one's on a cliff edge, this one's on a crevice, this one's in a cave. And I very vividly remember uh, the layout of all of the buildings. This is both good and bad. It's nice to see again, but in a way it feels like they're just copying over the code and redoing the exact same thing they did before. Sure, a lot of the structures have changed. There are sort of crashed catch ships and some areas that, you know, have sort of crumbled over and no longer accessible. But for the most part, if you play Destiny 1, this is going to feel really nostalgic and be really familiar. That being said, there is also an entirely new sort of split-off area that has its own landing site. It's still part of the moon, and you can get there sort of a long way around, I think. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually driven there on my bike. But that's sort of the new area that has all of the nightmares to fight, and it fits very well with the newer Destiny style. It's not quite as nostalgic because all of it's new, and even though some of the sort of architecture does look like the older style, it it very definitely feels like the newer style. Because there's a very clear difference in terms of how the areas sort of flow, and how they're built, and how they're sort of designed with this or that Uh, kind of guardian or equipment in mind. While exciting at first, I didn't really go to the moon a whole lot since I have no possible bounties there. You need to have Shadowkeep to talk to Eris and get her bounties. There's really no reason for you to stick around because it's much easier just to go to the older areas and do the bounties uh, and the weeklies that you can access uh, because it's just much faster progress since you can't really do anything on the moon without... Uh, Shadowkeep, except for, you know, those patrols or maybe a public event. And a lot of the public events, especially in the Nightmare area, are tied to 
the bounties and, and quests, which you don't have access to. So, again, there's not really a whole lot of reason for you to go there if you don't have it. It took me about 15 hours to go from the base 750 to the soft cap of 900, where things start slowing down quite a bit. That was playing solo. I think people who don't play solo do it quite a bit quicker. However, once you hit that 900 plus range, it's very easy if you start an alt to take, you know, those high level weapons, move them over, and then boom, you know, they're significantly higher light level. And the armor they, they get will just rapidly catch up to that light level. I think I heard some streamers saying that they could do it in as little as 45 minutes, uh, you know, catching an alt up to their main. As part of the loot changes, it looks like almost anything drops almost everywhere. As example, I've gotten Tangled Shore drops, as well as a few Dreaming City drops when not in either of those locations. This is good if you want those, but bad if you're trying to get a complete set from one specific area, because it makes it much harder to get, you know, that one set. Like if I specifically wanted, I think it's a Tangled Web from the shore, you know, if I went to the shore, there's a high chance I'll get the armor, but it's not 100% guaranteed like it was before. Since I'm not playing Shadowkeep and I do have access to the older content, stuff I didn't pick up like Black Armory and the Drifter um, season, whatever that was called, I'm doing a lot of uh, catching up with those exotic quests. However, I'm finding I'm running into some issues that I've always had, which is that no one on PC seems to be doing that old group-based content. In one uh, Black Armory um, Forge activation thing, I think it was called, I tried to do matchmaking for it, just drop me in there by myself, and it was kind of a sport ball event. It was like you blow up the guys, and they drop the little balls, and you have to throw the ball into the forge, and you have to get you know so many in X amount of time, and that's just impossible solo. There, there's no way I could do it. So even though now Black Armory's free and I could catch up, you know, if you're like me and you're a solo player, the likelihood of matchmaking into an event that nobody is doing anymore is highly unlikely. And I have asked around uh, with people who are doing Shadowkeep and people who are not doing Shadowkeep, and it seems like there are a lot of bounties and stuff you can do uh, in Shadowkeep that will give you cool loot and cool gear and cool progression. But I guess in terms of doing that over older content, it doesn't really uh, always prove that it's faster than uh, older content in terms of leveling up uh, the season pass. So I guess that's good. I, I don't really feel like I'm missing out on any season pass stuff. Although there are some people who have posted they are getting levels much faster than me. One person said he was getting a level every 45 minutes, whereas I'm seeing a level about every uh, two hours. And again, this is season pass level. It's not light level. So I'm not sure uh, quite what is up there and what the difference is there. My guess is maybe they're doing a lot of group content and that progresses uh, your stuff uh, faster because it's based on experience. So maybe there's a faster experience gain uh, doing stuff grouped as opposed to solo, which, you know, is typically the way with most games. But it seems like I'm progressing at an okay speed uh, with the season pass level. I got the special exotic uh, hand cannon, which is sort of a sniper gun. 
uh, which is good because that's all I really wanted from it. You know, I was worried I wouldn't make that in time, but I'm now, I think, season pass level 50 of a total 100. So I'm going pretty fast. Again, it's about one level per two hours. And I think at 100, it caps uh, in a hard cap. You can't go past that. But again, you know, it's something like level 35, you get the exotic, and then uh, from then on, it's all stuff you can live without having very easily. That being said, the majority of people I do group with or get killed by in PvP, where it shows uh, their light level in PvP and their name and stuff, you know, this person killed you kind of thing, those people, for the most part, aren't much past the 800s. Those who are over 900 actually seem pretty rare and far between. However, it's also likely people who are in the higher level range, you know, are just doing stuff with their guild and they don't do uh, match-made events that I would be in, you know, so it could be that I just never see them. So again, it seems playing solo, especially if you don't want to play for the newest content, may not be worth it. You can only do so much solo, and it seems like even if there is matchmaking for the activity, if it's an older activity, people probably aren't doing it. So my time has revealed there are probably two kinds of players for Destiny 2, at least on PC. The first player is someone who does care about progress and equipment. This is likely the majority of players. By design, they have to pay for all the content all the time because that's where people are making progress. Again, once content is old, people aren't doing it anymore. The second group is super casual, and they'll play a few hours maybe every now and then. This player probably doesn't really need anything past New Light. Some of the expansion stuff that I guess they would charge for uh, might be helpful, but I don't see it being uh, super critical. I think for this group, uh, playing 100% free-to-play is probably just fine. And as a side note, there are probably a lot of people in the second category who just come in and play PvP or they play, you know, casually with their friends. Because when you get killed and you get that death notice of who killed you and what they killed you with, I am seeing the majority of it is older stuff I'm already familiar with. Seeing something that's new that I know is uh, sort of restricted to Shadowkeep is really, really rare. But then again, you know, it, it could just be that's the meta. It could be that older weapons are better in the meta, as they say, and easier to kill with. I know two of the weapons that I'm using have been around for quite a long time. You know, even though I did just get one, uh, again, you know, through the catch-up mechanic of that release during a, a period that I didn't have that content. But it's still, you know, older stuff. And again, this is all based on experience I'm seeing on PC. Uh, basically between the hours of 10 a.m. and about 6 p.m. weekdays. It's rare I play outside of that time, especially on weekends. I really don't get a lot of chance to play on weekends because I have to, uh, you know, use a bad connection, which is uh, very questionable a lot of the time. So your uh, mileage might differ, especially if you're on console. I hear there's a lot more people on console. And who knows uh, what their spending habits may be. I do have one probably very important uh, closing thought, and that is that a lot of YouTubers who are doing reviews of it really say they can't fairly review it because Bungie is rolling out content one week at a time. So it's like, here's the content for this week. 
now some stuff changes. Like right now, a core is building something in a tower. So we're on, I think, week three of there just being a bunch of junk behind her. <laughs> She's building something. Uh, people are assuming it's going to come with the next big patch. I think that's around December. But as people are experiencing this sort of one week at a time, you can't really judge, you know, the season pass, quote unquote, which would be uh, now until I think the end of the year, you know, on what uh, is out there now. Because what is out there now is what you're paying for, but we won't know everything this season has to offer until the season is over. So that's a, another very weird position to be in. It's like you're paying for something in advance and you're hoping it's going to be good and you're hoping you're going to get you know, a bunch of stuff you want. I mean, I suppose you could be like me and uh, you know wait and then get it later maybe or you know just see what people say after those first few weeks and not pick it up you know immediately see what uh, there is or is not to go by after those first few weeks that is i suppose always an option it's the same price i think or a little bit cheaper now than it was at launch so waiting is certainly an option but you know as i said if you're in that first group of players and you want to see the new content and you want to get the new items and you want to be uh, basically where everyone else is, you pretty much are forced into buying it uh, sight unseen and hoping that the season uh, re reveals itself to be good you know, as it goes on week to week. I guess, though, one thing to consider is that it is kind of comparable to a price of an MMO. Thinking about my other favorite game, Elder Scrolls Online, it is pretty much the same thing. Elder Scrolls Online uh, does have a subscription model, which you don't have to pay for. But you do have to pay the box fees. And the box fees are uh, 40 bucks a year. And then uh, there's usually two expansions after that based on that, which is usually about 15 to 20 bucks each. So if you look at that compared to Destiny, that's pretty much the same thing they're doing. There is a big difference in the MMO space, though, in that when an MMO expansion drops, you know, all of that content for that expansion is available, you know, immediately. Everything it's going to do, it's going to do on day one. Whereas Destiny is like, oh, we're living and evolving all the time and we're changing. You're going to come in week to week, which is great, uh, you know, if you want to see new stuff all the time. But it's not great in that a lot of that stuff you have to pay for or you don't see it. Like Ikora's uh, building a bunch of stuff and she's offering a bunch of quests, but she won't even talk to me because I don't have Shadowkeep. So, you know, I can see the construction, but I have no idea what's going on with the story. So I don't know. I guess, um, you know, just the final closing thoughts are which kind of player are you? Uh, do you want that stuff uh, new, fresh, to be with everybody else all the time? Or do you not care so much and you're pretty casual about it and you're like, well, if I get a cool thing, I get a cool thing, but I'm not really going to like go out and collect all the things all the time because I'm just not into it. I'm I'm just sort of like, whatever, you know, then uh, not paying and being a free-to-play person is probably just fine. From the newsroom. So speaking of Elder Scrolls Online, they have a new expansion out. So I don't know when uh, I'll get a chance to check that out and review it. But if you're into Elder Scrolls Online, uh, you know, and you have the 2,000 crowns, 
you might want to pick that up. Also coming up, uh, by the time you hear this, will be the Witches Festival. Uh, that will be going on. It's always silly, cool, fun to check out. And that's always free for everybody. So you just go to to the Crown Store, and then you can pick up the quest for free uh, from there. Destiny 2 is supposedly having a Festival of the Lost event. Uh, it hasn't started yet. I don't know exactly when it's going to start. I think it's going to start uh, pretty soon. And I don't know quite what is involved with that. I think you go to the tower and pick up a funny hat. And then you do various quests and you uh, upgrade your funny hat. <laughs> I don't know uh, quite what's involved with it. Because last year, I remember I just did it for a little bit. And I'm like, this is kind of dumb and grindy. And so I stopped doing it. So hopefully uh, it will not be the case. Hopefully it will be uh, more fun this time. Especially now uh, with Armor 2.0. Uh, hopefully you can get some um, seasonal stuff unlocked, which will permanently, you know, allow you to change the appearance of your armor 2.0. Because I don't have a whole lot of options for that, because it's only uh, the special... I don't even know what it's called, but <laughs> the special looks. You can't unlock just any look. It has the look it comes with, and then the special looks you've unlocked that you can apply. They need a lot more of those, unless I've just missed, you know, a bunch of them. Because I only have like six options. Uh, so that would be great uh, to get more of those. And that's it uh, for the news. Ahoy there and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. <laughs> the following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. We do be thinking. Alex G for the most generous donation. Three cheers for donations. Hip hip arr. Hip hip arr. Hip hip that's it for this time I'm going to close pretty quick because uh, otherwise I'll just get you know super sad and be a super depressed guy I'm basically out of money uh, so you know things like the car insurance are very worrisome gas uh, is very worrisome I have gas for a couple weeks and that's it so everything is really bad and terrible but hopefully everybody will have a good Halloween time I guess that's coming up in about a week and I won't do a podcast before then, because I won't have anything to talk about, and that's much too soon. So hopefully everybody will have a good and safe, happy Halloween time. And I don't know uh, what I'll talk about next time in like three weeks, but hopefully I'll see everybody then. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs>
You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html. When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit dot com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbit dot com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License, 2019.